Welcome to the Cosmere Reads, a Cosmere podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Will, and Alondo. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 39, 40, 41, and 42 of The Well of Ascension. Enjoy! We start the sound of like sirens in the background. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to Baltimore. Anyway, welcome to the Cosmere Reads uh, for episode 27. <sighs> Good times. Yeah, so Alondo's here live from uh, downtown Baltimore, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Rooftop uh, deck in Baltimore. Sirens in the background. Yes. Love it. It's it's Baltimore. <laughs> it's any any city, really. I mean, you always hear sirens in any city. It's not. That's I, I, true. I'm, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm shocked that my headphones are picking it up, though, because typically the mic doesn't pick up everything, but it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is what it is. Sounds yeah. good. Well, sounds good. Um, so a few quick announcements. Uh, first off, one, um, we are doing a giveaway right now on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. So uh, if you go check out our Cosmic Reads profile on Twitter, there is a chance to win uh, a Cosmic book. So go check it out. Um, the drawing will be on the 10th, so November 10th. So uh, got five days to enter to win. That's one announcement. Um, other announcements. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That just, <laughs> just a giveaway. I'm trying to think like the Wolverines, we got nothing going on there. We record on Tuesday, but, uh, other than that, yeah, still going strong. Um, got everything for Jordan con. Um, you guys, uh, I know the hotel room is booking up pretty fast from what I hear. So I don't know if you guys wanted to get a room or what's going on there. I think I shared the link with you guys, but, um, if the book, if the block is booked or whatever, when you go to that link, you can always call the hotel and they'll usually honor uh, the price. So anyway, nice. and that's for anyone listening to that wants to go to Jordan con, uh, they usually cool. will honor the price. Um, you might not get in the same area of the hotel that the rest of the block is, yeah. but they'll get the same price. So cool. Um, yeah. Jordan con April It's coming sooner than we think. So anyway, good deal. Um, Anything else? I think that's it. Um, as far as like new news with my life, I got nothing really going on. I've been doing a lot of YouTube video editing and things like that. So um, maybe got some new videos that might come out soon. Uh, if I'm feeling 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 like it, might delete. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I got nothing. Uh, you guys, anything got good for the good of the cause before we get jump in? Got some good football games today. I know Alondo, you went there for watch a football game, right? So. Yeah, watch the uh, yeah. I watch the Ravens uh, Seahawks game, Hawks versus Hawks, right? So uh, yeah, yeah, didn't work out so well in my favor. That's all right though. Yeah, so, it's okay. <laughs> it's still a fun day though, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, anytime you can come out, hang out with some friends, watch some football. Yeah. I mean, NFL is much, much, much more uh, exciting in person than it is on TV. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, one professional sport. I don't think I've ever been to an NFL game. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. No, I don't think I have. I used to watch. I watch the Seahawks when they come to the uh, East Coast anytime. Yeah. And they never play the Ravens. 
Uh, it's like once every like five or six years they play the Ravens. So it worked okay. out well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've been to baseball games and I've been to um, uh, uh, hockey games and basketball mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, never, never been in the NFL. So. I'm going to tell you right now, the other one I would highly recommend if you get an opportunity to check it out, it's a good soccer game, MLS soccer game. Yeah, I haven't been to, I've been to, I've been to like minor league soccer games, but never like pro soccer. Yeah, go MLS. Yeah. You'll love it, dude. It, it's always I, I want, Dude, if I want to go to soccer, I'm just going to England to Premier League and just go like, to one of those yeah, games. Be fun. Those games are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. But it, MLS games are great, too, especially if it's like a team. Of course, you know, now that Messi is playing for Miami, um, yeah, it it brings like crazy amounts of like you know fanatics sure. out. So mm-hmm. always yeah, an I mean, and I say I've been to a bas- NBA game. The last time I went to NBA game, I'm gonna date myself. It was the Washington Bullets. So not yeah. even the Wizards. It was the Bullets. Right, right. All right. And um, I wasn't there to watch the Bullets. I was there to watch the team they were playing. The team they were playing was the Chicago Bulls, and it might have been Jordan and Pippen. <laughs> Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, hey. I was, I was a kid. <laughs> that's the heyday. That's the yeah, heyday. Yeah. That's that was the last NBA game I went to. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So Rodman not there. I think Rodman was there too. Nice. I think it was during that. that yeah. That trio, right? Yeah, that trio. Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, good deal. Well, if we're not, if anything else is going on, um, thanks everybody for showing up and remembering the time since we switched clocks. Um, yeah. Always fun. Um, it's always the good joke I give that um, you know everyone gets an hour of sleep except for parents because uh, my kids don't understand the clock's moving, so they wake up at the same time. Oh yeah, parents <laughs> so like, get, no get sleep time. in. No, I don't. No, get sleep no. no, kids, kids do not understand. <laughs> nope. No, it take a couple of days for them to adjust properly. So it is uh-huh. what it is. All, All right. right, let's jump right into uh, part. Four knives. Yeah. So, what do you think about the the name of the section? Knives. No, I didn't know it's the name a, of the section. Yeah. This this part. Do you think it's gonna be bloody? But it doesn't say that in the audiobook. What the section's called? It just says like part four yeah. or whatever. So yeah, I didn't knives. know that until you just said it. Yeah. So right there, uh, knives. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. So getting right into it, um, I guess where we left off last time was uh, Penrod being elected. And I asked you guys, do you think Pinyard is working with um, with Mr. Straffenture? And you're like, no, that's too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was the way, like the way Alan said it. It no, has to be a false flag. Well, maybe sometimes uh, I actually say the right thing. <laughs> this distraction. Yeah. Distraction. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're in Straff Ventures' uh, point of view, I guess, for this. Um, and uh, he's riding with his his boy Billy Zane, um, and it is a uh, kind of a icy conversation we start with. The um, Straff kind of pissed off at Zane because like this whole thing with trying to kill everybody didn't work out the way Straff wanted to work out. Slash was. Zane trying to actually just, I mean, it hints that he actually was doing it to kind of get, get at his father, just kill off some of the mis or kill off some of the Alamancers. Right. Who were his basically half brothers. Right. Which you find out after the fact, I'm like, Oh shoot. He sent his own like kin to death. Right. Basically. Yeah. That's rough. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's pissed. He's like, yeah, venture and set still live. Like, and you know, so my best alamancers are dead too. Like, like this is, this is a complete disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and James was like, meh. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't seem to care. And he has, of course, the voice in his head the entire time mm-hmm. going on. So any thoughts from all this or anything that popped out to you guys? I, I, I don't know. This whole thing about, you know, some of uh, Strath's kids being Alamancers, it really makes me suspect there's a possibility Ellen has got some capabilities we're not aware of or something. So I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I feel like he might be hiding something. We'll see what okay. happens with that. I mean, maybe it's legit he has no capabilities because he's always really shocked by the stuff that, uh, that Vin does. But right now, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of like wondering. I'm like, is there a possibility he's got some capability that he's not letting anybody into? Uh, right, it, it's possible, you know. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely interesting. Yeah, any thoughts? Uh, I, the the dynamic between Zane and and Lord Straff is is just it continues to develop in in a crazy way because obviously Zane's really unstable and Straff is uh, you know he's getting older and like he's losing control more and more. So the the you know he's dependent on zane more so than zane's dependent on him it's almost like zane is just sticking around because it's his dad and he doesn't know any better he's also you know just batshit crazy so it it just feels like at any moment zane could just take lord straff down and Mm -hmm. he knows that so there's this sense of fear coming from lord straff whenever zane's around especially when he's like you know looking to the side and like muttering words to himself, like a, like a lunatic. Um, yeah. I'm just interested to see how that develops. I mean, I could see Zane taking out his dad at, at any point in time. So um, yeah, I kind of yeah. like watching that because Straff's just such a bad dude. And Zane's been through a lot of stuff. He's got good at him, but he's also just really unstable. So yeah. Um, I'm yeah. kind of cheering for Zane a little bit because okay. he's helping <laughs> uh, Vin out, right? He hasn't killed her yet, so mm-hmm. yeah. That's know. a weird dynamic too. The fact that um, you know this whole thing about Strath being like, "Yeah, you're trying to kill me," <laughs> and it's like so obvious that he's trying to kill him, <laughs> and then he's like got to like always like run to the. The, the 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 cupboard of uh, magic potions to save himself <laughs> after every dinner or whatever interaction was made. Right. That's weird. But then yeah. on the flip side, like Strap is like megalomaniacal and mm-hmm. you know just got all kinds of issues there. So the two of them match made in heaven, basically father <laughs> and son of yeah. insanity. Of um, yeah, uh, yeah, different types of insanity, but still, uh, yeah. I mean. They're lockstep in the world of crazy, crazy loons, right? So, yeah, yeah Straff is definitely like Machiavellian, and Zane's just like Caligula. Caligula, Caligula. yeah, Caligula. Caligula. I know you, I know you're doing it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just uh-huh. crazy. Um, yeah. so as the procession goes, uh, they're kind of waiting through, uh, I guess, through the mist, and out of the mist comes. Uh, a man on a horseback accompanied by 50 soldiers and it's Penrod. Yeah. And they, they greet and yeah. Yeah. Penrod kind of says, yeah, your men did well. Uh, I'm glad they didn't have to, you know, kill your son. He's, you know, bad King, but good lad. And of course the is like, 
All right, moving whatever. on. You ready to deliver yeah. the city? You know, and you find out that they actually had a whole deal about everything, and that's how they were able to sway some of the vote was that Pinrod's going to turn over the city to Straff. Right. Yeah. So he's, he's got him under his thumb. It, mm -hmm. it, it really quickly shifted. I mean, Pinrod, you know, still technically is in power. Right. But he walks up to Straff and Straff's like, yeah, so you're ready to do this thing. Like you're mm -hmm. still my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I even says like, he even tells Pinrod, he's like, yeah, I'll even let you keep that crown in your head. Uh, uh, just make me emperor of the whole entire world, and uh, mm -hmm. I'll have kings underneath mm -hmm. me, and you can be king. That's fine. I don't care. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> like, I I can't remember the term he uses, but it's not. It's what, what did he use? It wasn't king. It was like a different term he used, like um, sovereign or something. I can't remember what yeah. it was, but it was like, it was like, okay, yeah, sure, you got these subjugated royalty under you or something, or whatever it was. Um, right. Don't don't even don't don't spend time looking it up. It's just like, but it was so obvious that he was like, yeah, sure, just just trust me. <laughs> oh, he says rule is subject king under me. Yeah. Subject king, there it was. Yeah. It was like that's like I was like, good god, that's terrible. <laughs> subject king, do you want to be? Subject king sounds like basically a uh, peasant lord. <laughs> it's like no, don't be a subject king. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. You know, the reports on Vin, apparently, you know, that she fell afterwards, but uh, was not killed. Um, right. You know, and, and you know, Straff would ask, like, hey, could you slip her something maybe, you know, since you guys are feeding her? And Pinaron's like, I don't think that's a good idea. Like, you know, the constitution of Mistborns, like, she'd probably survive anything I give her. And then just would be game on when she's better. <laughs> so, right, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, Pinaron's like, yeah, you don't have to fear her. She's nothing. And all Straff can think about is like what she did to him uh, and like draining his emotions and like how she's like, yeah, she's a lot more powerful. Don't underestimate her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That yeah. really messed with him. Mm -hmm. And then they shift to talking about the Coloss coming, um, you know, and you know, he's like, have you seen what a Coloss army does? Like, yeah. Um, you have to look at that as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, reassures him also that Vin won't attack you. Not, not the assembly votes to give you command of the city. If the transfer is legal, Ellen won't allow it, and she does whatever Ellen says. Is basically what Pinrod said. Right. So you don't have to worry about it as long as it's legal. Ellen will take the moral high road. Yeah, True. Emperor, I don't know if he used the word emperor. He used something. Do you guys have that in front of you? Oh no, yes. no. The, the, the term, the term, the term was subject king. Terra. Yeah. So thank you for trying. But yeah, that it yeah. was definitely subject king. Whatever I just remembered that whatever the term was, it was very uh right. I feel like it was a little disrespectful uh, that the phrase that was used. And so yeah, subject king was definitely the thing that it like stuck out in my mind oh, yeah. the moment I heard it, I was like, oh god damn, that sounds serious. That sounds terrible. Yeah, but he I said mean, Yeah, Strauss quote was for a long time uh that this this land didn't have kings. Uh, right, it had something greater, and now that the Lord Ruler paused, but I can be an emperor, uh, and you can uh, you can keep your crown and rules as such a king. So yeah, he did. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did say emperor. You're right. You're right. Yeah. He did. Yeah. But but I was just thinking about the phrase where he was used for like all the uh, sure. underlings. <laughs> it was yeah. a subject king thing, and I was like, oh, I don't want to be no subject king. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So. Um, after all of that, that's when I guess Penrod leaves, retreats, and 
you know, and and Zane and them start to talk more because Zane's sitting right there through all this, and that's where Zane's just like, "I'm surprised you're lasting this long, Dad." And he's like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "The poison." I'm surprised you're even still standing. Like, <laughs> oh my god, roll eyes on this. He's like, first of all. The fact that he ingests anything in the presence of his son is stupid. I mean, it, it, look, this dynamic is just crazy weird. It's the most dysfunctional thing I think I've ever seen. It's like, hey, dad, every time I'm around you, I'll do your bidding, but I'm also going to try and kill you at the same time. And um, I dare you to eat or drink anything near me. And dad's like, hey, I know you're trying to kill me. I'm going to eat and drink everything you give me because I'll have to immediately run to the the uh, the, the, the cupboard of, like, mystery, uh, that, you know, and hopefully I can eat the thing, the, the bezoar from, like, Harry Potter that's going to cure the poison. Ah, rah, rah, rah. It's yeah. like, what is the weirdest dynamic? So uh. Yeah. Well, he takes off running on his horse, and a soldier puts a spear at him, knows who he is, and he runs the guy over. He runs um, him over, even yeah. though he pulled the spear away. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> he runs him down. too late. He runs him down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he calls for his little mistress, and uh, um, you know, yeah. and, uh, to get to get his antidote. And she arrives, starts mixing the antidote, and all his last thought is, Zane has to die. Like, I mean, this guy's probably been poisoned. Let's just assume. Yeah. Tens of times, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why was this the one? He's like. Gosh darn it! Now this is the time he almost got me. How dare he? <laughs> Why would you be like the first time and be like, yeah, he's got to go? Yeah, <laughs> he's I like the first time. Shame on you! But the twenty-first time, <laughs> shame on me. <laughs> uh, gives him a lot of second chances. He's a good dad, all right? <laughs> second chances. <laughs> Try 20 second chances. <laughs> Good dad. He lets him screw up and lets him keep on coming. Back. Right, 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 right. Here. I'll forgive you for stabbing me in the scrotum this time. But next time. <laughs> uh, the dynamic's um, so weird. So weird. Yeah. There yeah. yeah. But, but, yep. So do you think Straff's going to be able to kill Zane? Do you think Straff's going to take the city? Do you think the Colossus Army's going to get in the way? What, what, what are your thoughts at this point? Like after this chapter, um, Will, where are your thoughts? I'm gonna let Will Will go. I don't really know. I don't really know at that point. You know, uh, just just through this chapter, I mean, they still have to like actually make the shift. So right now, the city, well, most of the city, probably some of the assembly knows there's going to be a change from uh, Penrod mm-hmm. to Straff. But I mean, they've got to like make that shift. So right. there's a lot of like legal legwork that has to be done. Um, so I, I mean, they still have an uphill battle, like set still has his army in the city. Right. So, right. uh, it's, it's just, there's so many, then the Colossus army, like I already said. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's still like, it's not going to be an easy transition, right. If he does get in no. there. So, yeah. And, and he does mention as well, I, I breezed over this and we didn't talk about it, but you know, it talks about the ATM stores and how there is none. And and Straff's still convinced. He's like, I mind them. I know how much we brought into the city. Yeah, like, that like, was an interesting concept. We brought yeah. in a ton of it. It doesn't make sense that there's none there. Like, yeah. So now I'm I'm really thinking that there actually is some based on some of the things that were said, um, but it just that it hasn't been discovered yet. 
I don't yeah. know where it is. Uh, sure. But I mean, it it you got to think about how much time it has taken. Now I know they're not mining a lot of it because I mean that was already explored in the last book, right? Mm-hmm. When they find some, it's like really small, like right. nugget kind of things. But still, they've been doing it for like a long time. And there was this thing about you would get killed if you didn't mine. You know, right. if you're like one of the workers out in the mine, you didn't mine enough in like a week or so. So yeah. think about that. Either one of two things happen. You have dead bodies on dead bodies, or they have been mining it, they have been collecting it, and whatever location they're storing at is so crazy secure and secret that it's going to take some time for them to figure it out. Sure. So yeah, I'm yeah, still this, not that's cool, convinced though. that it's not in those little pouches that the, uh, the Coloss wear. Mm. Like, even not reading ahead, like, we still don't know what's in those pouches. And I'm curious. I don't remember what Jostas and his family's role was in the city, but I feel like it had something to do with like shipping and logistics or something like that. So okay. I'm wondering if somehow Jostas has a clue as to where it is, and maybe he's paying the Coloss with ATM, and, and they're just too stupid to know how valuable it is. Um, so yeah, I got thoughts on that when we get there, um, but we'll we'll get there. You know. Yeah. At the uh, end of chapter forty-two, I think it is. Yeah, but I got some thoughts. Yeah, I look forward to hearing those. (laughs) (laughs) You have good thoughts. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So moving on to chapter forty. Yeah. Yeah. So chapter forty, Vin wakes up in the hospital bed. Um, Ellen's right there, uh, and and he pretty much just immediately tells her, like, "Yeah, um, Penrod's king now. Set lost the vote." So did I. So Penrod's now the king. And when Vin goes to touch him, he flinches, which all she can think about is, oh, let me bash on myself some more. Woe is me. He disgusts me. He's disgusted of me now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and this sounds like two teenagers that basically are like, so insecure about their situation mm-hmm. and they just don't you know he's like i don't think he's gonna like me because he's seen me do stuff and he's like i don't think she's gonna like me because i'm not as strong as she is and mm-hmm. it's it's gonna yeah. probably end up being this unfortunate situation where it, it's very shakespearean uh, i'll just leave it at that so, yeah i find it interesting it, yeah um but you know, it doesn't help either that Vin hears hears Reen's voice again in her head, like he will abandon you. He's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yep. It is what it is. Um, also, Ellen does tell Vin that Osir has a new body, and he comes in. And he's another puppy. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be he was gonna come in and be like some like chiseled dude or something. You know, he's gonna <laughs> change up like bodies and like these. You know, he's gonna like level up. As, no. as much as this guy protested being a dog, a dog before, he went right back to it again. I was like, nice. But he's yeah. a good boy. Once you're a good boy, you're always a good boy. <laughs> mm, <laughs> mm, a good boy. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> so um, Ellen leaves. Vin goes back to sleep. Uh, when she wakes up, she knows someone else is in the room. Well, she, first she notices that the windows are open. Uh, like, right. Uh, the, and she's like, looks around real fast in the corner. She sees someone else and she's like, oh crap, it's Zane. 
Well, first she thinks it's Ellen. Right. Which is the first time she's made that mistake of thinking they're similar. But we, it, and it was the first time it reminded me, yeah, these guys are half brothers. I mean, there's got to be some similarities there, right? Mm-hmm. But it didn't yeah. occur to me until just now. I was like, oh, you know, this whole love triangle thing that I have said is like really manufactured. There could be yeah. some reality in it because it could be the subtleties of how they're like actually similar. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, uh, or their features are similar that actually makes some subtleties, <coughs> that, you know, uh, of attraction based on sure. that. And it didn't even occur to me until that moment where she's like, she thought it was like for a half second, she thought it was Ellen. And I was like, oh, maybe that's the reason why there's a possibility of a love triangle here is because mm. that, you know, that glimpse of familiarity. Yeah. That's uh, it's always interesting when you get sibling love triangles. That's uh, it makes for very messy uh, love triangles. That's for sure. Uh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it sounds like taboo porn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Zane, Zane's there. She says flatly, Zane. <laughs> Zane. Um, Zane. Zane. Um, and, and Zane kind of chides her a little bit. It's like, yeah, you sleep too soundly. You're a misborn. You're supposed to, you know, be more alert than this. I shouldn't be able to sneak up on you even if you are hurt. She's like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> um you know, and, she, and and she thinks at first, like, is he trying to kill me? And then she thinks better. She's like, Well, I was sleeping. If he he would kill me in my sleep if I like he had every chance to. Obviously, he's not gonna try to kill me. Um, and, and she finds ask him like, you know, what's your game? Like, why are you here? Yeah. And he immediately goes in saying that, no, it wasn't strapped to the assassins. It was set. What do you think about this misdirection? Like, why do you think Zane would do this? I don't know. I mean, everything he does is suspect, obviously, because he doesn't seem like he's in his right mind. Right. Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> <Zoom>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's always awkward when my sister and I had a crush on the same guy growing up. Oh yeah, it's a... and for some reason, obviously, it's always it's always different when it's like you know two girls after one guy versus yeah. like one guy after like you know. Uh, anyway, the, yeah. I, I track. Or <laughs> you know what? No, no. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the misdirection thing is 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 odd but i mean everything he does is suspect because he's crazy or is he crazy bad i don't know yeah yeah so uh, yeah we just in the session set did it uh and vin thinks about it and goes well that makes sense you know if set was trying to i mean it does make sense political move for set to do it and then you know make sure he's safe or whatever to make it seem like someone else was um yeah, this in the assassins that attacked set were all normal men, no elementers. So she kind of buys this whole farce, you know, that was set that did it. Yeah. And she's probably more likely to buy it because she wants to have less reason, I think, subconsciously to like have a problem with Zane and Straff because of this love triangle mm-hmm. as well. And that's probably why Zane's maybe manufacturing it as well, just to cause less conflict between him and Vin. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean Zane has a thing for Vin. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, um, and and then Zane even offers Vin a gift. It's like here, have some ATM. The assassins might come back. It's good you've got ATM. And she's like, you're just gonna give me this? And she's like, he's like, yeah, yeah I'm just gonna give you a little ATM. Um, keep yourself safe. 
That's what he says. And then he leaves. So. Yeah. Always suspect. This guy. Everything he does, suspect. Yeah. yeah. And then we get to actually my favorite my favorite part of this chapter, um, where you know it's later after this where Osir comes in to visit Vin and with his new dog host body, and we get a whole lot more conjure talk. So, oh, well, that's right because because earlier in the chapter it wasn't that Osir was there. It no, El just told him. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. He just yeah, right. But so now this is the part where he actually walks in. Right. You know, because um, mm-hmm. he gave the like, you know, it, uh, in, you know, the base information. He's like, he's getting more. He's get. He's getting. Look at the bones. He's getting more bones. And uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, I wear my uh, my my killer rabbit of Care Bear Nag shirt from uh, fucking, I, I like, need, my fight on the Holy Grail. I need, I need to get that button. I need to get the the look at the bones. <laughs> look at the bones. That's right. Look so, at the bones. Um, yeah. So. But now it's like real. Uh, so now he like walks in and she's like, oh, shoot, you're a, you're a dog. He's like, or not. You know, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so it was. Do you think Osir talks like Scooby-Doo? Like, <laughs> so I'm in the audio book. So I have I, I don't even get to like really like have like a lot of like a wild imagination. It's always like a it's, it's got a little grumble to it. It's like, uh, I like tang and my orange juice, you know that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no Scooby Doo thoughts in your head? <laughs> I wish I could, but no, I'm ruined because of audiobook. <laughs> the Michael Kramer, yeah, okay, that yeah, works. Yeah. That he's great, though. I mean, don't you get me wrong. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah, but he's always got the the, the grumble rumble, you know. Retro. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, but right here we get like a lot of information about contracts. She uh, asks him about breaking the contract, and he's like, "No, I didn't break the contract." And he explains that a little bit more that you know you can't kill. And we talked about this last time. I asked you guys if you thought he broke the contract, and you immediately guys were like, "No." Nah. Uh, so you guys already f- figured that out. But yeah, he's he's like, "Yeah, I didn't kill him. Uh, I wasn't going to." He's like, "What if it had been an accident?" And she even asked him about that. He's like, "Well, then I would have to go back to my people and be punished." Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's only if the the injury leads to death, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, it he was, was like, if it, if it was a willful willful act that led to a death, things like go back and like you know pay penance by basically mm-hmm. uh, going before the council of of uh, conjure elves and uh, you know. Yeah. Swing, swinging on the rafters, swinging on the rafters. I assume. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know what happens. I mean, because how does the death happen with them? We, a lot of questions. We'll find out. I'm sure. So. Yeah. Well, so then, then she starts pushing a little further about the contract. It's like, well, you know, like why would you still make contract oh, yeah. with men? Like, if, if, if soldiers can't hurt you, like, why would you care? Like, about like why are you fearful of men? And he says, you have alamancy. And she's like, so Alamance can kill you? And she, he says, no. I mean, I can't, but perhaps we should change the topic. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk yeah. anymore. <laughs> he's, like, he's giving away all the secrets. Um, and she's like trying to figure it out, you know. Um, and, and they talk a little bit about uh, that, that they learn about Condra theology, uh, that the Lord Ruler was, you know, their father in their religion and everything like that. You know, like, yeah, the Lord Ruler created us. 
uh, tells her all that. Uh, we are his children. Yeah. And says, and yep. I killed your father. He goes, uh, he's like, yeah, it's a little bit kinda. complex. <laughs> yeah, he's like, kind of. He's always, you know, always not really quite confirming, but kind of confirming stuff. Yeah. You know, he's like, you know, and she even asks, he's like, you know, like, were you around for this? Like, how old are you? He goes, old. He goes, like, older than Kelsier? She's like, yeah, much older than Kelsier. Wait, uh, the, so, fact that that's, the fact that that's what, that's like her measuring stick is. <laughs> it's a 40 year old guy. Kelsier, if you're older than Kelsier, basically, you are um, your um, you're Methuselah, right? <laughs> if you're yeah. younger than Kelsier, then basically you're you're kind of like in the uh, I don't know the contemporary generation, right? <laughs> but of course, that's not like something a young person would say who's like in their 16s, 17s, 18s. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it yeah. is. It says he doesn't remember the ascension, um, yeah, right, uh, and. She even asks, why are you telling me all this? And he goes, because your original question, you, you, why do we serve the contract? Yeah. They go yeah. through that. And, um, and then this is like kind of where they talk about, uh, you know, father took a little thought of the contract from the second century of the ascension. We tried to be independent for a time. Uh, mankind resented, resented us, feared us. Um, uh, they eventually chose voluntary servitude as opposed to forced slavery. So she's like, I still don't, she's still trying to figure out. She's like, so why is that a big deal? And then she's like, huh, maybe if I burn some bronze and try to feel for pulses or do something or use emotional, sorry, emotional amancy and try to do a little soothing. She's like, that's not working. Maybe if I burn Duralum and like shove it at him. And she does. And he immediately like howls out in pain. And she's like, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Wait, that for a moment something. she's like interesting, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and I'm, I'm like, "Jeez, I mean, that's 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 rough." I mean, she's like, "Huh, uh, let's see if this does anything." Oops, sorry, almost killed you. <laughs> I'm like, and he even he even cool comments thing. like he's like you know she's she's a lot stronger than you know most Mistborns has been around like that that it's been years since he's had a some right strong. like he's kind of questioning like how how did how did you affect me. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Hey, I just though. thought about, like, Dobby from uh, Harry Potter. Yeah? Is he, <laughs> nice. is he a sock? Is <laughs> he a sock right? Yeah. No, I just, thought about... He's so sensitive. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they have a history of, you know, manipulating and, and probably, like, you know, abusing these, these Chandra, right? And yeah. like this is the first one he's ever like started to trust, and then she does this shit, and he's like, "You motherfucker, goddamn it!" <laughs> 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 the whole time I was reading this part, all I thought about was Hagrid from Harry Potter when he, he said in the very first movie, he's like, "I shouldn't have told you that." Uh, like, I always, told you that. Uh, I shouldn't have told you that. And I feel like it's all he kept saying was like, "Oh wait, I should have told you that." <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> So my question is, if she is trying to push emotions on him and then hurts him, does that mean emotional damage? damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all day long. That clip is the win, by the way. All day long. I love it so much. <laughs> There's a lot of emotional damage going on in this book. There yeah. Is. yeah. I'm going to keep replaying that every chapter. You can. You basically just, you just make it the just, background just of the just whole thing. Over and over again. 
Every five Hello, chapter 41. Emotional. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Emotional damage. <laughs> hey, Londo, what do you think about emotional damage? <laughs> and in walks Billy Zane. Emotional, emotional damage. Uh -huh, all the time. <laughs> this whole book is just one Billy big Zane. emotional damage. AKA yeah. emotionally damaged. Yes. Mm -hmm. 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, she says sorry to. Um, you know, uh, to, to Osir, you know, I said, I yeah. saved my life, nearly broke his contract. Now I do this to him as much as he thinks. And Osir just shrugs us. It is done. I need rest. I suggest you do the same. And we end this chapter. Right. So, yeah. Um, we learned a lot about Conjure in here, you know, um, yeah. one that, that elementary does affect them in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, two, you know, you do learn that they're not immortal, but so they right. can't be killed. Um, but, he doesn't get into how. Um, yeah. Also, and they, and they did not exist before the Lord Roller's Ascension. But it, it seems like this was a turning point where we realized that uh, Osir is like willing to kind of bend the rules a little bit and can mm -hmm. kind of protect in a way. Yep. Instead of just being like the, you know, meat sleeve with files inside of him like you, can actually, uh, you know play right. offense a little bit meat sleeve, meat bag uh, meat sack yeah. uh, meat sack it's just a great combination of words yeah uh, the visuals yeah. in my head are like uh. you're welcome well i think also i mean I was, like vince probably one of the first people that or maybe not maybe the first because Osir is obviously pretty old, but he hasn't really liked many humans at all. And I think he's kind of warming up to Vin in a way, in his own way. Like there, there's some form, I don't want to call it respect, but I don't know the right word for it. But meat pockets, meat pockets. Oh geez, man. That's even worse. Come on now. <laughs> Hot pockets. Just call them skin pocket to be done with it, please. Uh, what about like a stank, a, a skin stank sleeve? Skank skank sleeve. sleeve. Oh, thank sleeve. <laughs> the visuals. Sorry, Alan. What's your question? Now, was it? <laughs> yeah, was it this the chapter that we uh, kind of get the inclination that both the the Colos and the Conjura are creations of the Lord Ruler, or is that mm -hmm. in the next chapter or something? That's, I feel like this, it was right in this, this chapter. This one? Yep, it's this one. Yeah, where it's like it's like it's so basically it's like he's created these two races, right? Um, mm -hmm. Now, now it's so odd though. Why? What was the purpose of creating these two races? Hmm. Oh, we really don't quite know that, and that's the thing that's got me more intrigued. Uh, I'm. I'm intrigued about the whole mist thing. He did something to get rid of the mist and the fact he's gone, the mists are coming back. Right. So there's some deadliness to it. The, the Chondra nor the, the Colos have anything to do with getting rid of the mist. So they had a different purpose. What was the purpose of their creation? Um, unless he was trying to create this like super subservient, you know, races that would like follow him, you know, without any questioning, whatsoever so i got a question about that um and then we still don't know what did help him get rid of the mists it's not these races of 
species of, of you know animals or creatures or whatever you want to call them so it was something else so it's like what did he do so i've got like all the questions right now i was kind of thinking this is all going to kind of come back full circle and like all connect but now i've got more questions than i did before Raphael. <laughs> I can't answer any of your questions. Of course, of course not, man. This, this is the stuff that's going through my head. I don't expect anyone to answer. Not expecting you guys to, you know. Oh, you know, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. But at this point in time in the series that we are, that's definitely the things that are like forefront of my mind. Um, whatever it was he was doing to get rid of the mist, though, I'm still like, what gets rid of mist? Right, and I yeah. only think about this because I like Zul's count. Uh, like count here. The two races are unique to this world, and I really like learning about them. Not your average fantasy creatures. No, they're not. Cool. Yeah, um, they're not. Not even close. Yeah, they are so unique. It's not um, a troll and a an elf. You know, that's your normal fantasy type stuff. It's yeah, it's, like it's an totally, orc or something like that. Yeah. You know, that you like read about, like you know, uh, sure, all the Fellowship of the Rings and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, and with the mist thing, the reason why the mist thing is like really intriguing to me, I think about this because I had a bike to the gym yesterday and um, it was like foggy out, mm-hmm. um, which is weird. And it's like, you know, it's always when it's like kind of warm, kind of cold, there's enough moisture, et cetera, et cetera. And it just like goes like floating along the, uh, you know, along the terrain. And um, in some instances, it was higher than where I was, depending on the elevation when I was biking and in some instances it was like on the same level as me and I couldn't like even mm-hmm. see through it at all. Yeah. And I was like, what gets rid of fog? And the only thing that gets rid of fog slash miss is getting rid of the humidity or adding a lot of heat. So is this guy just sitting out like basically just like convection ovening everything like fire. And it, I don't, I don't know what he was doing. Um, but that I'm super intrigued by this, right? And how did he do it strongly enough for it to affect the mist everywhere? That's got me. Yeah. So there's a I'm gonna share this just because it's awesome. Um, when I was in Malaysia, uh, there's a place in Cameron Highlands called the Misty Forest. Um, uh-huh. and it's up it's up in the mountains. Uh, let me see if I can find hold on a picture because uh, it's pretty cool. Um here we go. Share. So it's constantly like because the way that you see that. Yes, you're right. That's so the way I think is, of this. Yeah. This is this is not as good a picture as some of the other ones I've seen. It's just the first one I can find real fast. Um, mm-hmm. But like because it's on mountains, like oftentimes you'll see like where like different little hills will be on top, and then the, you go down to the clouds and you come back up, and like two people can be like twenty feet apart, and there's like a valley between you, and like there's just it looks like you're on little islands on top of the clouds. Right. Like, it's See, really cool. Yeah. 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 But what would get rid of that mist? There's only, again, there's only two things that can get rid of mist as far as I can think of, right? You remove the humidity or you have to like create not just heat, but either cold extremes would also get rid of a mist, right? Mm-hmm. So if it was super cold, because there's no such thing as mist yeah. in like sub-freezing temperatures, right. not that kind of mist anyway, because right. it's, at that point in time, it would crystallize and fall, so it's not going to like you know float. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm super intrigued by this. So I'm just yeah. to add on to that with the humidity and adding heat to get rid of mists. Like in the first book, it seemed like every other chapter there was mention of the ash falling from the sky um, mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. 
And I feel so, like in this book, yeah. it hasn't been nearly as common to be mentioned. Now, it was mentioned in these chapters later on, but um, mm -hmm. maybe there's a correlation between the, um, you know, there's some of the, well, if you look on the map, there's like a few, uh, like, are they volcanoes or? Ash um, mounts. Yeah. Ash they're mounts. They're called ash mounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a correlation there, and for whatever reason, the downfall of the Lord Ruler has stopped as much production of ash, and therefore the mist is kind of creeping back in. And then there's a possibility, too, if if whatever is allowing the mist to come back is meaning there's more humidity or less heat, which means that things could start growing again. So, yeah, now plants can grow again the way they did before, but that also means the mist can come back. Mm -hmm. There can be a correlation there too, so if he, it, it, yeah, so if like in this book they start saying, "Oh, look, I, there's like a green plant or something," I mean that could happen. So yeah, 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 man, you might be onto something. Will I like it? Yeah. yeah. So if the Lord Ruler was trying to let's assume the deepness was the mist, we're going to assume that because that's what we're talking about. Sure. If the Lord Ruler, was, like when he first ascended, um, was trying to destroy the mist. Like you were talking about, right? You would have to do a vast heat exchange or change humidity, right? Right. Okay. I just wanted to clear that up. Cool. Oh no, that's definitely what we're thinking. Yes. All right. All right. Awesome. Um. Also, uh, what does Will? Yeah. Think about the traces? Yeah. Um. I, I was, you know, I haven't gone too deep, but I was kind of on a similar line of thought as Alondo, like the um. Colas, well, starting with the um, the Chandra, I mean, they both seem like they were created to be subservient in some form or fashion. Uh, I'm still fascinated with the Colas and how, you know, they grow and grow and grow and their skin splits or sags and all that. And then they just go, you know, AWOL and just start ripping their their next person up and they're just fighting willy nilly. I mean, they just seem like total brutes that don't really have a brain, um, mm -hmm. you know, don't think logically and, and they could just be, you know, I kind of associate them to like orcs and Lord of the ring where they're just made for damage and destruction. Um, yeah. okay. Then the Chandra, they're also subservient, but they're a little more civilized, but they're, could also be used for you know spying and 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 getting intel and all sorts of, of things and you know i don't know if it, if it was this chapter or the next one when when but but they they get into the lore with the ascension and it's like something happened with um rashik when you know he gains mm -hmm. the power and just creates all this stuff it seems like they were created to to keep him in power i mean yeah. it's like he just created everything he just went wild and just created whatever the hell he wanted and like mm -hmm. those were the best things he could think of that's yeah really that's as far as i've gotten with those but i'm Maybe. really interested yeah. to learn more so go cool. yeah you guys ready for 41 yeah, yeah absolutely i guess there was another question too someone says uh what's the difference between mist and fog i answered that yeah once it's setting on my host the other one's not um so do, 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 um 
Yeah, chapter 41. This is we're back with Sezid and Tinjwell. They're they're hanging out some more, doing their thing. We don't know what that thing was, but they were hands on hands. Oh, we know what that thing was. Your boxing is the best. Shit. I gave you an opening. I gave you an opening. Damn it. Oh, uh, really what they're doing is they're <laughs> you did. <laughs> um they're going That's over what the she said. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael, please. <laughs> I, I, got a I got a button for that too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh. All right. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they're going over the metal plate and from the conventional of Siren and Alindy's logbook and kind of try to compare, compare, compare notes. Uh, and they're just confused about a lot of it because it kind of contradicts itself a lot. Um, and and it, and Sazer's really just confused about it, you know, how it's just not lining up perfectly. Um, you know, it's confused why the Quan opposed Lindy taking power of the well ascension to defeat the, the deepness. Um, you know, Sazer reads the rubbings of Tangible and says there's something wrong and they can't just figure it out. Like, you know, it's it, it none of it makes sense. Like, why Contra sent Rashik to kill or hinder Lindy doesn't make sense based on what they know. Like, like Quan built him up. Like, why would you just try to kill him the last second? Like, right. Like, why would yeah, you take him out before this whole journey? Like, I mean, why? Like, why would you even let it go through? Like, what? It it doesn't add up. And the, you know, they're of course scholars, and they're trying to think about this from a very scholarly perspective. Yeah, but it's also an unreliable narrator. True. Like all history no. is written oh, by yeah. unreliable narrators, right? Because sure. everyone oh, yeah. everyone who records history has an agenda. I don't care who you are, you have an agenda, right? So. It's not it's not only that, like it's just it's a that's one aspect of history writing. The other aspect is um um false positives, I guess you would say, like where yeah. you can take something and and make it true. Uh, I might have already talked this about this in the previous episode and stop me if I have, but like I was a history major in college. So we went through like theory of history was one class you had to take. Whereas like methods and theory about like how to create history and how history is created. And one of the big things they talk about is how like no one source is, is a great source. Like eyewitness testimony is never good. Written history is not good. Archaeology history is not good. And it, even when you combine all of them together, it can still be flawed. Um, oh, yeah. And the example they always give is like, imagine a thousand years from now, the world's been destroyed. And, um, it, you know, sometime around now, in a thousand years now, someone's doing an archaeological dig in London, right? And you start doing a dig, you pull up this book um, about this great detective named Sherlock Holmes, right? So now you have a manuscript about this great detective named Sherlock Holmes. And he lived on a place called Baker Street. So you start doing some more. So you have the written now history. And now you start doing more digging. Hey, wait, there's a Baker Street in London. Wait, now you have archaeological archaeological proof. You know, and you can find the house he lived in. And guess what? It's a museum for Sherlock Holmes. So you can go find artifacts of the pipe that they described in the book and everything. Like everything started to line up. This is a real person. This right. is a real person. And ancient histories can be constru construed the wrong way because, well, you can have a 
a whole bunch of evidence that is just about a fictional creature person. Right. Eventually right. just made up. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, and that's true because, I mean, it's not like uh, ancient civilizations, you know, actually said, well, all of this is in the fictional area of the library and all this stuff is in the non-fiction area of the library. It's just all in this like library, you know, these tomes and stuff. And we're probably reading stuff being like, oh my gosh, look at what they did here, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, I was just writing about a guy. I made up a story and, right. you know, he just did some stuff. And if people everybody's like, oh man, that must be a religion. It's like, no, no, yeah. I was just, it's kind of like the whole Scientology thing, you know, right. like, you know, L. Ron Hubbard. And the guy was just like, he just write all kinds of crazy stuff and whatever. And there happened to be this one book, you know, they just kind of created this whole religious experience for people. And what? that's not a real religion. <laughs> you just cancel. I man. will neither. I will neither <laughs> confirm or deny that Church of Scientology. Um, my name is, uh, if, is, if we have is fans, Will. If we have fans, um, guys, be careful. I might suffer some emotional damage if you go further. <laughs> oh, damn it. Here he goes. <laughs> no, I'm not going to hit the button. Not, I'm not gonna... okay. <laughs> it's too low hanging for you, huh? It's too low hanging. It's too low hanging. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so, do you think that there has there's some falsehoods here? One of them, uh, either the still plates or the logbook itself. I mean, so the logbook, you know, in theory was written by Lindy himself. Right, and these steel plates seem pretty old. That I've read about Quan, so I mean, I guess it's like, and they contradict each other. So, like, what's up? Um, it's, it's Again, just I, big, yeah, it's all suspect now, right? It's all they, suspect. They get to a point, and they're like, <clears throat> "We're missing something." There was something that happened that caused Quan to flip on Alendi, right? And they're gonna like, you know, they say it's gonna take years and years of research to figure that out. It's like, right. Are they ever going to figure it out or are they just going to come up with their own assumption mm. and then make that fact or history, right? And that's like what you're just talking about with how history gets created. Right. Because um, yep. you want an answer so bad. If you're going to spend years on it, eventually you're going to come up with a freaking answer, whether you find evidence for it or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. Anyways. No, you're right, Will. You, you nailed it. That's exactly what happens. People find just enough to confirm their suspicions. I've done that when I used to like, you know, you know, be in science and engineering and I would I, you know, put these hypotheses out and I would get just enough stuff to align with my, uh, you know, uh, theory theorems. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yep, that works. Oh, there's Without actually a term. There's a term for it. Something biased. You know what I'm um, talking about. Confirmation yes. bias. Confirmation, Confirmation bias. bias. Yes. There it is. Yep. And that's, yeah. thank you because I was really thinking it the whole time and I couldn't remember it. So thank you, yeah. both of you, for that. It took all um, three of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With our powers combined. Yeah. Yep, it takes a village. So, uh, but yeah, I used to do it all the time. And mm -hmm. I, I, of course, I was much more uh, likely to do that in my youth than when I got older because sure. I didn't have the patience then. I was like, oh, I just want to hurry up and get done with this thing and move on to the next thing right. and i was like oh well the best way for me to do that is just go ahead and just get enough evidence and just move on but everyone does it now right um yeah you know they they, they say you know they they say i this is this thing that proves that whatever and they look for like three articles on google and there's like that that does it but yep. there's like thirteen thousand articles to disprove it mm -hmm. um 
But no, it takes the time because once you find something that points to you, it confirms what you yep. already have already come up with as the right answer, then you're yep. like, oh, it's proven and move on. Um, and that's not true. Yep. <laughs> well, no, There's also, a reason why we have terrible McDonald's French fries now is because of confirmation bias. Some guy tried to say, oh, the beef tallow uh, that you use for the French fries is what's giving people heart attacks. Untrue, and now McDonald's has shitty French fries because of it. Well, I mean, they're still good, but not as good as the French fries <laughs> I had when I was growing up. That's all <laughs> yeah, I mean, this opens a whole other can of worms. But like, when it's your job to figure out stuff like this, and you're under yeah. deadlines, and you're getting paid to do it, like right. even more reason to like yeah. find the answer, whether it's right or wrong. If it's yeah. plausible, it's good enough, and then you move on because you got other shit to worry about. But and that's such an American thing, by the way. I, I I will definitely say that's something that is much more prevalent here in the states than overseas. I mean, other uh, cultures that I have you know interacted with and worked with, they don't buy into that. They're like, no, do the work, show all the empirical evidence, et cetera, et cetera. Did you you know find everything that could contradict what you're talking about, what your theorems are, et cetera? But here in the states, we're like, we are so quick to try to jump to a conclusion as soon as possible that we're like willing to like just throw out every um erratic data point um just because it doesn't align with what our suspicions are and right. that's just the fallacy of our our culture you know because we want answers now right mm-hmm. yep yeah 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 when, when you have all the world's information literally in your hand at all time because you have access to the internet but you also have access to all the wrong stuff too <laughs> and that's the problem. That's, that's a double-edged story of technology. Um, that's true. Where there's no there's there's no filter like there would have been before the digital age. I mean, obviously, uh, all of us grew up in a time when we we're at least little or younger in an age before. Um, I mean, I remember when the internet first came around. Before that, you had to go to the library. It was really hard to find false information in the nonfiction section in the library. Uh, now you just go on the internet and you can find everything you want to yeah. find, whatever you want to say. Um, just as what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Not saying that the all libraries right. were 100% true either. Anyway, we can, moving we can on. go down this rabbit hole. Sorry, all viewers. We will get off of our soapbox now, I promise. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry about um, that. <laughs> so, yeah, they determined, yeah, like you said, they need to study more about. Lindy's motives and that kind of stuff. And and then we switched to Ellen, um, who's just kind of looking over all his failures and you know how he just wants to protect Luthadel. You know, he looks out, you know, about you know, here's a Colossus army coming in, everything's just going to crap. And what could he have done differently? So he goes to say an intentional for advice. Um, and and they spent some time debating about, you know, what he did to lose his throne. And and, and they commend him for like, you know, applaud him for sticking to his conventions convictions sorry convictions, convictions and, um, yeah yeah convictions mm-hmm. and um and, and yeah and all that stuff so uh i i just wanted this last part of this chapter what your thoughts were on all this and yeah i i um i thought that it was um i mean we know says it and tend will have like a thing right um mm-hmm. yeah and it's pretty deep rooted and it goes back um, and I think it was thing. interesting because it, it yeah, it, it felt like Sazed um, was more on Ellen's side. And then Tendul comes in and is like, yeah, but if you hadn't done that, you know, but she was much harsher. Sure. But they go through this conversation and it gets to a point where Ellen's kind of like watching them go back and forth. 
Mm-hmm. And then they come to a conclusion and Tendwell's like, yeah, but all in all, Ellen, like you did the right thing. It worked out the way it did. And I kind of thought about like Sazed and Tendwell really are like a perfect match because like they balance each other out so well. Absolutely. Um, yes. And the conclusion they came to was like XYZ happened, coulda, shoulda, woulda. But here we are. We appreciate your good heartedness. Mm-hmm. This is where we are now. Take the lesson and run with it. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, so that that was that was my takeaway. I thought that was a pretty neat little interaction there, especially yeah. with the hand holding, because um, mm-hmm. Alan busted in there and was like, "Whoa, what are you guys doing?" <laughs> they were like, "Oh my uh, god!" Yep, yep. <laughs> he's gonna hit the button. You know he's gonna hit the button, right? No, no. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm holding, he I'm, did not. Okay. I'm holding. I'm holding back. I'm holding back. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, even try so, to set it up. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think he just. I think he busted in just as like. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, um, so also I, I did go forget to gloss over um where Ellen talks to Demu about you know when he wants to know when the next meeting is for the Church of the Survivor, and he's like, Um, you lost your vote, you don't have to be a member of our religion anymore. He's like, No, I still want to want to join. Right. To join. So, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I the only thing I didn't like about this chapter though is this whole thing where it's like, you know, she keeps trying to challenge Ellen all the time. She was like really like dismissive and like brash with him and stuff. And then he came back at her and she's like, Oh, you know, he was like, Oh, wait a minute, you're doing that purposefully to see whether or not I still respect myself or mm-hmm. respect my status. Um, and I was like, Does she really need to do that? I don't know. That's just a personal gripe of mine. Um, yeah. But I do like the fact, though, that, you know, uh, when it comes to those two being, they both interact better with everybody around them because they take the best of each other's characteristics, like Will mm-hmm. said. And, and I do like that. They bring out the best of each other. And I like those two together just because of that. So uh, I'll. I'm gonna go ahead. I'll ship that. I'll ship that. So, okay, good call. Um, is it is it possible that Tendwell and Strath, like Strath, made all the the his babies with Tendwell? We is don't that a possibility know at this point in time. I'm just um, so. I'm maybe she's hard on Ellen. Because I mean, she was a breeder, right? And mm-hmm. she's been with a lot yeah. of guys, and I don't like to like paint that image, but she probably has some a lot of a lot of dislike. She's probably like co- like come to terms with it at this point, but like she probably at one point was really just like so mad at the world and and men in particular, or yeah. maybe she knows what men in power are like who were she was breeding with. Oh. And maybe she's trying yeah. to help Ellen be grow into that more powerful person so that she he can she can prevent Straff from gaining power back. That's where my mind just went there. Okay. Huh. I like that theory. I really do. That's good. Yeah. It just came to my head. But I like I, I love it. Yeah. Raffo, I didn't I even guess. think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys ready for the final chapter for tonight? Chapter 42, the meaning of life, yeah. the universe, and everything? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
Yeah, I gotta give my Dennis Adam shout out. Um, so Ellen, Douglas. um, did you say Dennis? I said Douglas. Oh, I think you said Dennis Adams. I was like, he's no, got a brother. Douglas, <laughs> Douglas Adams. Hitchhiker's I don't know what. I, I thought I said somewhere. Dennis. I was like, Dennis? <laughs> I, I actually have that book somewhere. I can't, I don't know where I put it. Somewhere around here. Um, anyway, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Anyway, Go ahead. Yeah, no, so, you're good. You're good. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, Ellen's, you know, working on trying to keep people from freezing and, you know, help people out. That's how it kind of starts him talking to. Uh, trying to discover who's poisoning the city water, keep people from freezing. Uh, he's right. talking to a few of the ska and kind of interviewing people. And one of them tells them that, you know, they saw Inquisitor in Luthadel. And yeah, yeah. So, interesting. So, and of course, I I immediately went to, uh, you know, Brother Kelsier. Uh, I'm sorry, Kelsier brother. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, shoot. Forgot his name. Uh, Marsh. Anyway, thank Marsh. you, Marsh. Yeah, yeah, I immediately went to Marsh. I was like, oh, okay, Marsh is in town because remember mm-hmm. he was supposed to be coming there. It's just that you know, uh, uh, your you yeah. boy says it had like the speed right, but I mean he still was heading that direction. It just going to take him longer to get there. And I was like, okay, so Marsh is in town. All right, cool. Oh. I thought nothing of it. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Interesting. Um, sure. <laughs> um, so sure, sure. Um, I yeah, like Felt reports. Um, so you also get this guy, Felt. Uh, he reports on his findings about a spy that may have been, um, uh, poisoning the water. And they're like, yeah. Well, how people can, how can people come in and out? Like, we have, we, ba- we barred the city from anybody coming in and out. They're like, Well, um, yeah, so about that, um, there's there's underground pass walls. It's like it almost like mm-hmm. I'm not king anymore. You just go ahead and tell me. And him and ham at this point. He's like, yeah, we got we got we got a lot of secret ways in and out of the city. Like we right. we pass people through all the time. It's kind of uh-huh. <laughs> it's, 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 I know I know you had an order, and I know I'm supposed to be on your team, but um, I didn't tell you about this because it's important. <laughs> yeah, you basically had a Marauders map that was just like you know just. Get in and out, you know, just whenever we wanted, no problems, whatever, you know. Yeah. It's hard to see from your high towers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah secret passageways, which uh, a lot of old cities have those anyway. You know, Jerusalem mm-hmm. actually had one that's, uh, I think it's described in the Bible, and people thought it didn't exist, and then they found it. Um, it's like an old waterway outside of the city, and secret passageway there. Yeah. That's like all old cities. I mean, every time I go to an old city anywhere in Europe, they're always like, oh, by the way, this is a yeah. secret passageway. And I'm like... The catacombs of Rome. Just, I mean, there's tons of... Yeah. yeah. Because they build up on stuff. They don't just like, you know, like say, oh, okay, we're going to like dig under something. They built on top of something. It's like, well, there's already this, this way that goes this way. You know, it goes out of the city. Let's just not block it up leave it around just for like, you know, escape purposes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which of course is smart because it was probably very useful at some point in time. Good for them. Oh, sorry. I meant to click this one. Uh, third Harry Potter reference night. That just reminded me. So on Halloween, I, I went as, as a Mistborn with my cool Mistborn cloak. Uh, and a kid actually came up to me. and was like, what are you supposed to be? And I was like, uh, Mistborn from. Dementor. 
I was like, this part. And they're like, what's that? I was like, it's a book. They're like, what's it about? Like, it was the kid's probably like oh. middle school age. And I was like, Harry Potter, but a lot cooler. <laughs> and he was like, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta check it out then. I was like, <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna tell me the kid thought you were a dementor. I was like, no. really waiting for you to say that. Oh, man. No. Okay. No, I didn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, so. Um, yeah, so wait a minute. Uh, we're counting Harry Potter references. Do you know how many references we make to Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I mean, we make so many references to uh, the Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> I, I feel and, like and dodgeball and Monty Python. Oh yes, dodgeball and, <laughs> and Monty Python. I absolutely. We have yes. lots of references going on. Here. What's the other one? Wait, I feel like there's another book series where we, we okay Harry Potter dodgeball. Mm. Okay, maybe just those three then. No, we'll just okay. go with that. All right, we'll go with that. I feel like we make more references to. Oh wait, in the Lord of the Rings, uh, we make a lot of references to Lord of the Rings. Yes, all right, 100%. there it is. All right, all, all great literary works. Um, so right, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Speak for yourself. <laughs> Bold move, Cotton. Bold move. That's right. That's right. <laughs> dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> So Ellen decides to use one of these pass walls because uh, he wants to discreetly leave Luthadel and go meet with his boy Jastis. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Gets gets in a tunnel, gets his way out. Um, it uh, shows that the Coloss gets taken by them. And, uh, yeah, finds a patrol and says, "Yeah, yeah, I need, I need Jastis." So, <clears throat> any thoughts about everything leading up to this? Because there's a whole lot, but uh, I kind of just skimmed over it because it's, it's a whole lot. No, no, you're, you're let, let's get to the meat, baby. The meat, yeah, this <laughs> yeah, is the man. Meat. <laughs> so, yeah, he goes. Yeah, he oh, goes. No. And, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> nice, Will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he goes, he goes and like, uh, you know, they, when they, they guess they, you know, gets this tent, you know, and they, they, they start throwing some daggers at each other right away. Like, oh man, you've not aged well, you know, and like talked about Jess, how Jesse's looks and, you know, it's emotional damage <laughs> four times. <laughs> so. <laughs> Alan doesn't like to be set up. He likes to do it when Alan wants to do it. I have to have it ready. I have to have it ready. It's otherwise, it's there like, it is. There it is. That's right. There's, there's right. buttons here, and if I would comment to read the comments, then I have to go like click on the thing, scroll down, find the right one. Um, yeah, it takes too long. That's out of the. I'll moment. wink my left eye when I'm about know. to. Oh, nice. There you, yeah. there you go. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Nothing wrong with you, Will. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you you got rickets over there? What's going on? <laughs> Play the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Please. they meet. Uh, it doesn't go too well. Um, <laughs> through all this interaction, basically, Ella just calls him out. Is like, hey, listen, you got this giant army outside. This is unhinged, and like, you have, uh, you say, you control this, like. You got no I control. I, I don't guy. believe you at all. Like I see how yeah. scared you're, man. I realize you, 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 you seem like pretty not guarded well at this point. Like, like I don't know how many guards you had beforehand, but it seems like there's yeah. Say to me, it seems like there's a lot more human guards than there are now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
Thanks, Iris. Iris pays attention. <laughs> <laughs> so he pays half price for it, though. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> he pays it. Um, yeah, Iris says uh, that requires Alan to pay attention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I anyway, felt bad for the horse when he left the horse outside. Mm. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, that horse is a goner. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of guards going missing. Yeah, speaking of guards going missing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he uh meets with Justice and um they have a little bit of a interchange. Uh Justice threatens to take Ellen hostage and Helen's like, I'm not even king, like I'm not worth anything. Like you're wasting your time. <laughs> but but you know, we should totally form an alliance or something or do something, like or get your colors out of here. Do you really think like bring colors inside the walls of the city is a good idea? Like do you not see what they just did this village down the road? Like that you have control over them and they slaughtered the entire village. Yep. It's like, this is your home. Yeah. This is your home. Like you really want this? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, have a little altercation. Uh, eventually uh, Ellen has enough stands up and just stabs a shit. Man, right in the shoulder. He's like, ah, got him. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ellen really stepping up after not after losing his uh, his throne or mm-hmm. seat. We'll call it the seat. Yeah. Um, I, I love Ellen now. I mean, he's got the confidence. He's got the bravado. Um, he's got a little like kind of a cavalier side to him, going back to kind of yeah. Kelsier. Um, but I mean, because he really should not be doing this. He went by himself. Like unaccompanied, you shouldn't be doing this. But yet, still, he's just like, I'm gonna go out here. I'm just gonna see what the people are talking about. I'm gonna go out here and see what Jassy is talking about. And and I mean, Walt, up. Uh, uh, there is no reason why these guys had to bring him to Jasty. So I mean, literally, they could have been like, No, we're not gonna take you to him, and we're gonna slaughter you right now. I mean, it would been it would have been a second thought. Mm-hmm. And they obviously are getting to a point where they he's losing control of them. If they're killing his his guards, uh, et cetera, yeah, you know, without fear of retribution, yeah, um, yeah. But but I like Ellen is like standing up, doing his own thing, and then this whole, you know, kind of just measuring things and saying, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just you know take my boy out, take Jastie's out here. I'm gonna go ahead and just yeah. hit him in the in the shoulder because I, mean, I feel like I can't. This reasoning thing is not gonna work, right. And so he's like, let me do something else and just force the situation, force the issue, right? I mean, he's trying to to, to tell him the truth. Like, hey, listen, you're an idiot. Like, mm. you, you see, you control this. You can't. And like, and at this point, Jesse calls for his guards. Like, I'll kill you for that, blah, blah. He's like, oh, yeah? Then headbutts one of the guards or someone that takes up the leg of the other one and jumps forward and just stabs, uh, stabs Jesse's and then takes him with a throat, you know, knife to the throat. You know, yeah. as the guards all rush in saying, like, no, this is I'm leaving right now. Like, you can't do shit about me. Like, like I'll take you to the edge. And he notices yeah. too when he gets to the edge of the human part of the camp and crosses the line to the colas part, the guards don't follow him because they're terrified. Right. They're terrified to go. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's not a good look. It, it Jasty's if he makes it if he makes it to the end of the book, I'll be surprised. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, just to add my two cents there, going back to the conversation with Sazed and Tendwell with with Ellen, sure. And how, you know, he went through this whole experience of losing power and learning from the lesson. Like, 
he I think at one point he says like, oh, so you mean like to be a good leader, I have to I have to tell a bunch of lies. And, you know, he, he's he's being sarcastic, but he's also like, yeah, you have to do like you can't be totally good and noble, you know, to maintain power You have to do some bad stuff. And so he goes right. in and just doesn't waste any time with justice. He sees he's the conversation's not going well. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to stab the dude. And uh, Ellen, like, it's no more like good boy, Ellen. It's it's hardened Ellen. Um, right, right. He's been through that whole experience. But the he's other lost, thing. He's lost patience at this point. He doesn't yeah. have time for this. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Um, the other thing that I wanted to call out is the Coloss. When he's walking through, he notices that they're all wearing clothes now, clothes mm-hmm. that they picked up from the city that they ransacked. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're all fitting weird because some of them don't fit or some of them it's too sure. baggy or whatever. And he thinks to himself, did the Coloss put on the clothes to be, to look more civilized because that's what, you know, people do and are the coloss gaining more of like a um, you know logical um, you know rationale Mm -hmm. or way of thinking and also that ties into how when he walks in he's like you know take me to your leader and they just kind of look and they're like okay um you know and so they're thinking like this justice guy isn't really like and this ellen guy he might be a better leader for us maybe we should like listen to him kind of thing Mm -hmm. so those were the the two like hardened Ellen and then like the Coloss could be potentially like learning more and becoming more logical or rational, if you will, but definitely not Maybe. anywhere close to where they should be. But uh right. that whole idea though of, of Ellen being more revered, of course, is gonna come into play in the next little part that's getting ready to come up right now, uh, when he leaves or is yeah. about to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. so you got a good thought, you got good thoughts on that, Will. Good yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah, that was just my two cents there. Oh, good two cents, though. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so Ellen, like I said, pushes uh, Jesse's back into his own camp, goes into the Coloss camp, and he's walking out around a bunch of Coloss there looking at him like that this might not be a good idea. His horse is gone, which obviously yeah, not a good thing. And Ellen Poor starts horse. to think about how the Coloss – treat themselves and how they attack people and attack each other and thinks about close culture and like thinks like this is definitely a spur of the moment type decision but it's like i'm gonna straight up just take out one of these colossus like it's it's, it reminds me of like almost like jail mentality like you know find the biggest guy in the yard and take him out you know so you can show you're a badass when you're in first day in jail kind of thing like so no one messes with you and it's almost that you know he picks a smaller one obviously because a bigger one would probably just crush Ellen in a second. Uh, right. You know, so he picks a small one out and just without saying anything, just attacks him. Mm-hmm. Um, puts him a good I fight really, though. He does his thing. Really he, holds, he holds his own. Mm-hmm. He holds his own, which is good for him. What's that? Yeah. Will? I didn't really like understand like why, like I, I, I Oh, I because, because, he had no horse, right? So he has to walk out of there. He hasn't been offered protection. It's not like Jastis was like went out and was like, "Hey, uh, let him go and let him pass through." Blah blah blah. There's a good possibility that any uh, of the colos could have been like, "This is easy eating," right? Yeah. So the best thing he could do in that moment, especially since he has no horse to get away on, is to 
show some type of dominance and the best mm. thing to do in their culture is to kill one of them or just not necessarily kill battle one and win right 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 um so that's I just what he remembered did. what he says afterwards too yeah because they, they they're all looking at him staring at him he's like he ate my horse he ate my horse <laughs> yeah, they're all like they're like okay that makes sense like <laughs> yep. yeah checks out because because they all like they understand that that logic yeah. works out in their head right yeah. now he had no empirical he had no evidence of that but hey he's gonna just say that but like oh he ate my horse you know and there you go yeah. um and that that basically secured his uh, ability to walk out of the camp yeah not before he figures out some interesting information though yeah he kills one of them takes his sword then pulls the pouch off opens the pouch up and looks inside and goes He's paying them. All right. That's weird. So <laughs> that's the dump, dump, dumb of the uh, chapter mm-hmm. or the section that we're reading here. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, okay, what is it? I immediately thought to myself, it's not ATM. And the reason I said that is because what would they do with ATM? They're not Alamancers. It ATM to somebody who is not an Alamancer and who is not in the uh aristocracy isn't going to care so much mm-hmm. so i was like it's got to be something else but what would Colos do with currency these don't seem like the kind of people who are like out here trading coins and stuff it's got to have some type of value that they recognize so Talk i have no cards. idea what it is yep that's what it's got to be it's got to be <laughs> it was cards. it was it was two charizard cards and they were like yep <laughs> finally i got the squirrel and the snorlax i've been yep. looking for this whole time <laughs> the, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so but I, 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 my kids at least just pay them pokemon no, cards shit, that's that's currency from anybody who grew up in the 80s past or any kid who just oh, it's grew big up now it's big now oh shit I, yeah it's, it's ten thousand dollars for a freaking charizard card I mean, Pogs. yeah, Pogs. yeah. <laughs> that's be. going way back. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a lot of beanie babies in there. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't know what it is, but I don't think it's ATM, though. I, yeah. I think it's, I, I don't know, though. Okay. But I'm still trying to figure out what would they, what currency would the Colos care about unless they could use it, trade that currency in for something that's really valuable to them? Mm-hmm. Because everything they want, they can just take, right? Yeah. So I don't know what I silver coins or something doesn't make much sense to me. That's all I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Will, will, what would you think, man? I that's, I'm I don't know, man. It. Honestly, like I just love how they stop it right before they tell you what's in the pouch. So yep. yeah, it's a Good lot of question marks. I mean, yeah. Um, I think there's a chance it it could be ATM, but I think that's honestly I think it's too obvious. But yeah, I, do I don't want to I don't want to rule it out. <laughs> nice, what's in the box? Nice, yeah, there it is. I mean, yeah. they they could be aware of the monetary value of ATM, but I would like to think it's neither ATM nor some sort of currency, and it's some other curveball that we're not even aware of. Right, that, that right, is valuable to the coloss, like you said. Um, yeah yeah so but yeah just question marks i don't i don't know what else it could be maybe um maybe some skooma um you know i don't know skyrim did you guys ever play skyrim Skyrim? yeah yeah i've never played it (laughs) i've never played it oh okay i knew what skooma was sorry i was 
You lost me on that one. <laughs> Skuma was like the the meth the of currency? Skyrim. Oh, it was okay. not the meth. Gotcha. It was like all like the, the crackheads like guy Skuma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Skuma. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Maybe the colossus. I once, I once was an adventurer like you, and then took an arrow in the knee. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got hooked on Skuma. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Well, maybe when I get this PC built, I'll be able to like play some of those games. I just haven't gotten around to uh, yeah. playing a lot of stuff. So. Yeah, Skyrim's great. Skyrim's good. I mean, it's yeah. an older cool. game, but it, it holds up. It's still great to play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we had this conversation about it, and I've heard that it's brutal, but I hear it's like fun. It's fun. It's fun. So, the gameplay is really good. Yeah, yeah the, I've heard. The storyline is fun. It's it's great. It's fun. Okay. Um, I look forward to it. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so that's how we end this chapter with. What's what's in the bag? What's, yep. in, the what's bag? in the box? What's in the bag? <laughs> yeah, I got lo- Maybe lost. Maybe the bones of solitude. You get lost looking for the fortress. Solitude's just north. You just go north until you just go really far north. Or you can just buy a carriage for like five bucks, and it'll take you to solitude. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long walk if you're gonna walk there. Uh, that's for sure. But anyway, that's. Um, but yeah, so any final thoughts or anything else in your notes that you had that we missed? Oh, good question. Uh, yeah, so why would the Colos care about being paid? What do they have to buy? Uh, oh, and I said thing about yeah, Ellen. Ellen shows more king-like characteristics now not being king than he did when he was king. That's good. That's a good take. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Anything from you, Will? Anything we missed yeah. or anything you... Okay. No, no. This is a lot of juice, a lot of build up, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed these chapters. Um, I did too. Yeah. I, I enjoyed these chapters more than the last. Yeah. I, yeah. Feel, I enjoyed these chapters a lot more than the last, I want to say, four episodes of the show. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I, I, I love the dynamics between the characters and everything. They're focusing less on the spy craft. And uh, yeah. get into the weed, the weeds of things. And then I love the fact that because this whole manufactured thing between Vin and Zane, I hadn't been buying it up until this point in time where she woke up and really thought that that might have been Ellen. And I was like, oh, now there's a possibility that there's these subtle characteristics that the two are kind of similar to each other. And now yeah. I can kind of buy it because I've been saying up until now I didn't buy into this whole love triangle thing. But now I'm in. So. Yeah, I, I feel like these four chapters really changed my perspective of the whole book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see more uh, Kelsier style plans coming now that Ellen isn't on the throne and he's right. back with the yeah. crew. So mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to what's coming next now that he's gone and talked to the Colas army leader and yeah. take that feedback back to Ham and friends. And, yeah. um, you know. Uh, there's about to be some bloodshed, I think. I think that's yeah. a, that's inevitable. It's inevitable, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Rafa, yeah, mm-hmm. Rafa, absolutely. Yep. So, um, favorite character? Oh man, can I say my my favorite couple? Of course, right now is uh, you know. Sazen and Tinwell, I kind of like those two, right? I oh, like those two. That's good. It's a good take. It's a good take. I like the couple. I mean, if I, I don't know what the couple name would be, chat, please help me out on the couple name for for Sazen and Tinwell. Um, Sadewell, um, Tinzed, 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> something. Come come up with something. Tased. But, uh, I like I, <laughs> tased. I'm I'm good with that too. Um, but yeah, I, I like the I like I like the couple together. I mean, individually they're good. They're okay, but I like them together. The dynamic is really really cool. Love Did you it. Just say yep. is just okay individually. I emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're at your limit. <laughs> Five. <laughs> All right. I love Sazed. Don't do this to me. Sazed's good people. That's true. Yes, I will accept that. Sazed's good people. But I love the two of them together. I love the yeah. dynamic between us two. Yeah. So. So if I'm allowed to do that, I'm going to choose the the couple. You can you can do that. That's fine. The couple. Thank you. All right. Ten Z. Ten Z. Ten Z. Yeah, as as, as Zulus points out, Ten Z. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, Will. Ellen. Okay. Ellen's horse. Ellen's, Ellen's horse. Oh, sit Poor to the horse. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, Rest in peace. Cheers. Mm. Yeah. A poor yeah. animal going into going into you know the jaws of death without any understanding of what's about to happen. Yeah. Terrible. He had an important he or she had an important job and they carried it out well. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I would say breeze, but since breeze is not an option in these chapters, <laughs> um, yeah. I'll I'll have to go with with ham. Uh, just just because uh, ham keeping keeping the secrets from Ellen because uh, he realizes that some things are more important than than that. Including keeping the passwords open, despite it being wrong. I, I, just, I liked Hammond in this chapter. He was good. His chapters. I would pick someone off the wall. I could pick Ellen. That's the easy soft softball one. But yeah, you know, but pick someone else. By the way, I'm going. I'll be corny and say uh, this drink goes out for all my ponies out there. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, I had to di- puns, puns, puns. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So next week we'll be doing three chapters, three, 43, okay. 44, 45. Um, right. The week after that, before we record, so we'll do next Sunday. And then that following week, sometime during that week, it's when we have to do a live recording because chapter 47. Is that Thanksgiving week? No. Or is that the week after Thanksgiving? No, it'll, it'll be... It'll be the week before Thanksgiving. Like the 20th, the 19th? No, it, it, well, it'll be the Thanksgiving week when we record the chapter. So it'll be the 19th when we record the chapter. But we'll do the live record, live reaction, reaction. sometime mm-hmm. uh, the week of the 13th or what, like sometime that week. Okay. If that works for you, we could do like a Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. Okay. I mean, it'll just be listening to a chapter. And the only day I can't do it, you get you, Wednesday's date night. So, okay, do Wednesdays. We can do Thursday. Yes, please. All right, Thursday works for me. Should work for me. Yeah, it's just chapter forty-seven is what I want to do, but it's the middle chapter that we're doing that week. So I don't know how okay. we're uh, gonna do that. I guess we can listen to forty-six and forty-seven, then you guys can finish forty-eight on your own before we. Okay, that works. On. Okay, go. Cool. So we'll, well, next week though, it's uh like I said, forty-three, forty-four, and forty-five. So yeah. Um. Any final thoughts before I kind of do my sign off thing? Oh, you're gonna do sign off! Hooray! Yeah. So, how you can be found? 
is the CosmicReads.com, where you can find links to all fun stuff like our Discord, our merchandise, our Patreon. If you want to come watch us do a live reaction to a fantastic chapter, um, you do have to join the Patreon, unfortunately. Um, it's going to be for Patreon. Not unfortunately. Um, fortunately. Unfortunately. Fortunately. Um, yes. Update your spreadsheet. What? Alan, update your spreadsheet. Alan. I, I'm confused. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so... Um, find another button <laughs> is that <laughs> i need to find more buttons apparently i'll be uh, oh, okay. more buttons to find um uh, nice. but yeah so um so yeah so come come go ahead and go to the website find ways to get to our discord um it's the will of reads discord but we have a section for cosmere it's great it's fantastic come join it uh follow us on all social medias um all that good stuff and like subscribe obviously uh helps the algorithm feeds the algorithm gods and uh and helps promote this channel um, so more people can find us. Um, also, go to Twitter so you can enter to win a book because why not? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's a free book. So, yeah, and um, that's all I got for this week. And I do have an outro. So, see you guys later. <laughs>